welcome back to another episode of Making Monsters. I'm Taylor Dahl, and we are almost done with this Beyond the Ninth Pick series. Uh, now we are just three days away from draft day, which is kind of crazy to think about from January to now. Has been pretty wild. A lot of ups and downs. The Bears went from having the first overall pick to the ninth overall pick, uh, but they got some stuff out of that. So today I'm joined by Alan Cole. He's the beat writer for Rivals Gamecock. He covers all sorts of sports, but obviously we're here to talk about football. So Alan, thanks so much for hopping on with me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. How are you? I am doing good. Like I said, we're kind of in that final stretch of things getting a little a little bit crazy, uh, but it's been one of the more entertaining off-seasons for Bears fans that we've had in a long time, at least in the positive aspect. We've had a lot of bad off-seasons, but this one's been a little bit more fun. So, obviously, Alan, today, uh, we want. I want. there are a couple names I want to talk to you about. A defensive tackle, Zach Pickens, and corner Cam Smith. Um, I'll be honest, I'm not super familiar with either of these, or at least I wasn't a couple months ago. Obviously, once you start doing mock drafts and stuff and names pop up, you'll learn a little bit more about them. Uh, but both positions, Bears need. Defensive tackle, quite a bit higher, in my opinion, when I have my rankings of what is most important for the Bears' needs in the draft. It's probably edge, defensive tackle, um, and then we move over to the offensive line. But uh, that corner position is listed more, maybe more of like a depth piece. Uh, our coach, uh, Coach Matt Everflus, he's he likes the sub-package type defense with extra corners, so sometimes that depth obviously helps with that. So this series is a, a little more focused, Alan, on the later rounds of the draft, and I'm not sure Cam is one of those guys. I think he also he may go higher than what we will have in the second round. Um, but I still want to touch on the possibilities a little bit. So let's start with Cam Smith, uh, 17th ranked prospect on the draft network in the fourth corner off the board for them. The current Bears starting corners, one in Jalen Johnson, really good in man coverage. While Kyler Gordon, although he struggled a little bit last year in his rookie season, he really started to grasp a feel for the zone coverage, but each of them may struggle a little bit in the opposite. So tell us a little bit about what South Carolina, uh, South Carolina did with Cam and where do you think he excels best? Yeah, uh, Cam Smith, you talk about man coverage, that's going to be a pretty typical man coverage shutdown corner. He was this team's best cornerback for sure last year, so he was drawing the other team's top receiver a lot of the times, really most weeks, um, although he had another possible draft pick and Darius Rush opposite him. Um, good ball skills. That's kind of the first measurement jumps out with Cam. Quick reactions. He's good on his feet. Um, pretty good in space, too. He's usually in the right place at the right time. Um, that's kind of the first thing I think about with Cam, um, at least at the college level. Obviously, that's different in the NFL, but he was a guy who sounds fine. was comfortable putting up against the other team's best receiver, a guy who's pretty good out in space. Pretty good when the ball got near him, even though that wasn't a lot last year. Teams were testing other sides of the field. Mm-hmm. Um, and a guy who I understand why a lot of NFL GMs think could be a first-round draft pick, and if not a first-round pick, probably off the board pretty quickly on Friday. Yeah, I agree. I think I'm sitting, I'm seeing them right around them. And that's why there's obviously questions, and part of the reason I am even talking about Cam Smith is because there's rumors that potentially somebody – like the Steelers may even want to trade up with the Bears for that nine and the Bears may trade back again and get, you know, 17 and 32 or something like that. And those seem more realistic to get a guy like that. Um, But obviously one of the things that you want to see in a good corner is tackling ability, which unfortunately we do not see always consistently throughout the NFL, um, especially maybe sometimes when they're coming from that NFL level. I mean, sorry, the college level to the NFL level. Um, But the guys who can really wrap up and finish, Cam had 91 tackles during his time at South Carolina. 
Carolina in 32 games, 69 of those solo. Is the tackling ability something you would consider as a positive or something that maybe he needs to work on a little bit? No, I think that's a positive for sure. I think especially when it comes to yards after the catch. I mean, he can, like all corners, he can be beat sometimes. It happens. Um, but he didn't give up a lot of yards after the catch. I remember thinking that during the Tennessee game last year against Jalen Hyatt, obviously one of the top receivers in the country last year. He was pretty good in space out against a really quick guy there. Um, yeah, I would definitely consider that a positive for Cam Smith, um, for sure, the tag one. Yeah, and you mentioned, obviously, him going up against they're, – they're putting number one wide receivers on him in college. And when you're in, when you're in that conference, obviously, you're also battling some of the top in the country too. Um, so it'll be interesting to see because I think if he does come to a team like the Bears, he will be maybe targeted quite a bit more because he will be maybe more so that third corner or a rotational piece with Kyler Gordon, who's um, our – kind of he he's in the midst of figuring things out but last year we saw some progression so they he may have to battle for that spot a little bit so it'll be interesting to see what they do with that um tell us about last season though uh or the, i guess the transition from 2021 to 2022 because there was a little bit of drop off and just mere numbers when it comes to tackles from 41 to 27 interceptions he had 3 and 21 and only one last year um, passes defended went from 11 to 5 during that time now stats aren't always telling you everything but talk a little bit about what was going on between 2021 and 2022 yeah so i think the first thing and even though it doesn't account for everything there with the stat drop off he did miss a game last year with an injury and there was a second game it was uh he missed a game against georgia and then the next week they played charlotte where he played but he was pretty limited he only had one tackle didn't really need him that night it was a blowout so you're not looking at a full body at work there stats wise and also i think there is the thing too where you have a guy who came into the season with a lot of buzz a lot of kind of maybe i don't want to say snuck up on teams in 2020 and 2021 but teams and opposing quarterbacks knew about him for sure they are throwing the other side of the field a little bit more and I do think if you want to kind of look for a weakness with Cam Smith, he is a little bit grabby. He did have, I think it was 10 pass interference calls last year. Mm-hmm. He can get a little bit handsy when he's beat. And obviously, well, you know, if you break up a pass, but you're called for a fly, that's not going to go down as a stat, of course. Yeah. So I do think if there, if there is, that is some of it too, that he can, when he's a step behind, when a receiver gets a little bit of space on him, he can get a little bit quick to his hands. And that's contributing to some of the stats going down. Yeah, and it's interesting because when you're playing that corner position, it is such a fine line, and we get frustrated watching it on when you're watching your defense out on the field. You get frustrated for getting called for pass interference, but when you're on when you're watching your offense, you constantly want these to be be called. So obviously, in the NFL, they've been cracking down on some of those things, and so uh, that's something that I'm sure if he is being talked to with the Bears, it's something they will address this off season and possibly fixing. But obviously, another aspect for a corner that many times. Um, that people are looking for is vision and being able to anticipate the next moves for the quarterback or what is going on um, for that next play. So would you consider that a strength for Cam? Yeah, I would. I think some of the interception, the pass breakup numbers there um, would say that for 2020, 2021. And again, even though maybe you don't like the way he finishes the play with a penalty or a grab or something like that, he is still in the right position a lot. Mm-hmm. He's very rarely, if you watch Cam Smith and he's not in the frame, busted assignment missed coverage anything like that so yeah i would say he's he's around the right spot usually he's good at he's a smart corner he's good at kind of anticipating routes and seeing where he needs to be on the field um and especially in a 4-2-5 defense which south carolina played and that wasn't as common in the nfl but with south carolina play where you've got five dbs on the field um and all of them kind of have to really take on an assignment like that i think that's 
definitely a positive for him. Uh, so let's switch over to Zach Pickens a little bit. Um, looking more so, at least at this moment, uh, third-round guy, potentially. Uh, Bears D-line is bear, pun intended. It is, <laughs> like I said, the probably the most needed aspect right now, even after free agency. They fixed the linebacker group a lot in free agency, but they just didn't see anybody that fit the scheme that Ryan Poles and Eberflus really like. So they didn't go and spend a ton of money on anybody for the defensive line. So people are projecting that it's going to be a D-line heavy draft for us, which obviously we're hoping. Um, but Pickens had a productive career for South Carolina pretty much from the, shart, uh, the start. He shared snaps often, but the versatility really shines for him uh, because he can play all over the defensive line, which is obviously something that can help, especially if he's coming in to a defense that Iberflus loves rotational pieces. He mixes that line all around, and he likes to move them a lot. Um, but Pickens played everything from a zero tech to a three tech. Uh, but was there a spot on that line where you saw him just make the most impact when he was out there? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, it's not so much a spot as much as, as a skill, but I think the one gapping for him is a really effective piece. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how well he would do in a two-gap system. I'm not sure if that's his, his skill set, but South Carolina, again, 425. She's looking at balanced fronts up there. Um, a couple of pretty good defensive ends around him that he played with, um, Jordan Birch being one of them who might be an NFL prospect this time next year. Um, I would say, if, I mean, I'm not going to say I don't have the top of my head what the Bears run, but if you're looking at a, a one-gapping type of scheme, I think Zach Pickens can fit in there well. And a lot of things that you read on Pickens all revolve around his quickness and his speed, uh, which had benefit him, benefited him a lot in the past game. And so what did you see last year from Pickens in that area and from South Carolina defense as a whole when it, they were going up against a passing offense? That was something Zach Pickens very much came back to school to do. He was a possible draft prospect at this time last year, and he – Came back to school. It's funny. I remember actually asking him about that. I think it was last offseason going into the year. And he said that NFL scouts told him, you know, good first step, good at stopping the run. They need to develop another pass rush move. Um, and I think he's done that. I think a lot of what you saw from him in maybe 2021 was just a flat bull rush, just trying to use the strength that obviously you don't have the strength advantage to go to the NFL and you're facing other grown men. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's kind of developed a second move, a little bit of a spin. He's got a little bit more twitch than he did at the start of his college career. Um, I wouldn't call him a pass rusher by any means. I still think he is a run-first defensive tackle. Um, but I also don't think he's incapable of getting to the quarterback and applying pressure. Yeah, which and I, I think is an underrated element, I think, sometimes of those interior defensive linemen because you really expect your edge guys to get to the quarterback. But even having a guy that can kind of just take up space and wreak a little havoc in there and maybe just add a little pressure to what the quarterback is doing helps and that's some of the things that I've heard that Pickens is able to do and like you said has kind of progressed over the last few years of 
that certain aspect in the game. Um, so maybe not a guy that can really handle double teams either is something that I've kind of read about him. So the Bears would kind of want to make sure that that line rota- rotation has picking some help out there at times, especially immediately coming onto that line, which he would have to be an immediate starter from what we have sitting there right now, uh, which leads people to worry about a little bit about the run game ability just because of you know how things work out, how the teams work in the NFL. Would you call the would you think the overall toughness and physicality of who he is would kind of take over the certain elements that may be some weaknesses for him in that element? Yeah, I do. This is a guy who South Carolina's defensive line was all kinds of banged up at different points last year. They lost one of their starting defensive ends for the year um, in week two. They lost other defensive tackle for most of the year. They lost another end. I think in week four, he didn't come back for the rest of the year. Um, He was, you talk about taking up space. He was really, plugging holes in the boat, for lack of a better term, for a lot of last season, just trying to be wherever they needed him to be, figure out whatever they needed him to figure out, sort of just kind of being the steadying the ship there on that defensive line. So he played a lot of snaps. He logged a lot of minutes. He was, I know he played in all 12 regular season games. I, there were very few snaps last year where he wasn't on the field. I think you talk about toughness and just rep after rep after rep in a physical league at the SEC. I think that's there for sure. Which obviously is one of the things you uh, can ask for when you're looking at a defensive line. And obviously you mentioned because he played all of the regular seasons game, he did opt to skip the Gator Bowl, uh, which I live in here in Jacksonville. I'm also a Notre Dame fan. So I was at that game. And do you, I was there as well. Were you? Okay. So we saw That's the awesome, we saw yeah. the switch of kind of the, the way that game was going. I'm very superstitious, Alan. So I was sitting in one seat for the beginning. And when the when Irish were down, I think it was like 21 nothing at one point. I was like, I have to move. This is not this is not working out. But when you look at that game, for example, him not being there, could you notice that Pickens wasn't there on that defensive line during that game? Absolutely, yes. I think you saw the way Notre Dame was running the ball that game, the way South Carolina's defensive line was getting tired in the second half. Um, I'm sure this is not something you like to think about, but the pick six late in that game, I remember just thinking, um, why not run the ball? You're on the goal line. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were seeing hands on hips for South Carolina's defense probably middle of the third quarter of that game. Um, when you have a guy like Pickens there that can, again, take up almost every single snap and be out there, I think you saw for sure him not being out there. And then also something else for his NFL stock, this doesn't go into necessarily on the field, but he was voted a team captain. He's a guy his teammates liked a lot. Um, he won, um, I had it written down here. He was team MVP. He was a four-year guy at South Carolina. He was a really well-respected and light guy in that locker room. And that never hurts when you're looking at draft stock. Definitely not, especially when, which is kind of leading me to my next and final question for you, because the Bears are in the process of a rebuild right now. Um, they've had a lot of toxic personalities in the locker room, and it it boiled over, and things got really messy for the Bears, and now they're in. Granted, I think probably you could count year two of this rebuild just because it, it's Justin Fields, um, just from the way where he started. But going around the last couple of years, it's just been not great. So Ryan Poles and Eberflus have been very vocal about the type of people they want on the Bears. And obviously, you look at football players and you want, you know, athleticism and you want all of the things on the football field, but they are also very particular about the leadership and their uh, the, the guys, the type of person these people are. So you just mentioned, obviously, a lot of good things about Zach Pickens and being a captain, which is obviously we also need some vocal leaders on the defensive line, so that, that could be beneficial also. But he wants talent. He wants the good guys. Do you think that 
in addition to Pickens, do you think that Cam Smith is that type of personality too, that these guys could mesh in with that Bears mentality? I think he's a different type of person. I think Cam Smith, first of all, Cam Smith is, I think this is a good thing for cornerbacks. He's a, I'm going to call it a chirpy corner. He does like to talk in the middle of the game. He mm. can back it up for sure. He might be a first-round pick. He is that kind of guy. I think he's more of a lead-by-play kind of guy than a lead-by-voice, okay. I would guess. I mean, I'm not in the locker room, but Cam Smith goes out there every week. He sets the tone. He's the number one corner. He, a lot of times this year, took care of the opponent's best receiver. I think, again, I'm not in the locker room. I'm around, but Pickens is more your vocal leader type, and Cam Smith, you're more lead-by-example type. Not that Pickens didn't do that, too, on the defensive line, but that's about how I'd approximate it. Yeah, which, uh, honestly, I think we, we see that right now on the Bears. We've see, we see the chirpiness. Uh, one of the safeties they drafted last season, uh, Jaquan Brisker, out of Penn State. He, yeah, Penn State, yeah. yeah, he, first of all, was phenomenal. He had a great rookie season. Um, he's chirpy, though. He likes to run his mouth a little bit, and which you like. You like to see that. You don't want them to start getting in fights and causing too many issues, but you do like to see the confidence, especially when they're able to back it up. Jaquan Brisker also led our team in sacks last season uh, with four. So that shows just how bad the defensive line was because our leading sack getter was our rookie safety. But um, obviously those are things now that the Bears are looking at. And I think personally, uh, Zach Pickens is somebody that we've seen kind of mocked to the Bears. And like I said, probably around like the third, fourth rounds, I'm seeing him a lot. But I do think he could be a possible instant starter for the Bears on the line. Do you think that he has that ability? Yeah, I do. I think he's going to take some lumps. I think you're, I definitely don't know if he's going to be playing, you know, at South Carolina, he's playing 80, 90 snaps a game. NFL starts, NFL games are shorter than anyway with the running clock. But I don't know if that's a guy or any rookie really you want playing that many snaps right at the start. But mm-hmm. I absolutely think if you put Zach Pickens on an NFL defensive line immediately, he's not going to make it worse. That's kind of what I would say. He, like I said, he takes up space. He's got a big body. He moves it around well. Um, and of course, he's a rookie. He's going to take his lumps like everybody else does. But he's a, he's going to help to have there. It's just kind of my approximation of Zach Pickens, no matter where he goes. Yeah, well, I, I'm not sure how much worse it can get. And it may seem <sighs> like I'm exaggerating, Alan, but we really had the work. We allowed the most rushing yards in the league, the most rushing touchdowns. We had the least amount of pressures, the least amount of sacks. Um, it was just, it was not very pretty. Uh, so it, it, anything will be better at this point, but obviously when you have guys that can be out on the football field, that's important. The guys that have that leadership side of them, all of those things that you just listed of Pickens are important. And I do think it is beneficial that the type of defense that Flus runs is a rotational. You see guys, the, the snaps are very spread out between players, so it could be beneficial for him, especially coming into that first season. But uh, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Uh, super excited, like I said, now a few days away from the draft, so we'll see where where these guys land. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Have a good one. All right. Um, Thanks so much to Alan. Obviously, as I mentioned in the beginning of that podcast, here we are. We're trickling down. We are now so, so close to the 2023 NFL draft. I'm excited. I'm a little nervous. There's rumblings of maybe the Bears taking B. John Robinson. I love B. John Robinson. I think he's fantastic. I think he's a, a great human. I would love to have him on my football team. But with that being said, I think that the needs for the Bears and other places outweigh that. I do think Bijan is going to be in the talk of Rookie of the Year, obviously, depending where he lands and how, you know, what they use, how the run game is. But I still think we are going to see his name float around because he's that type of guy and he's that type of impactful player. But 
it also just kind of feels like it's not the best move for them at that nine spot. Also, cornerback, this started a big, a big controversy on Twitter because I mentioned that I would be upset about it. Um, people are telling me how much of an impactful player Christian Gonzalez is and how it would be worth it to take the best player available at that point. Personally, I disagree. I just think the, the offensive line and the defensive line need way too much help to take a corner. Um, do we need a, some corner depth? Yes, Corner is one of the deepest positions in this draft, though, and you are going to be able to find a good corner um, for that to help along with Kyler and Jalen. And I know we're talking about Jalen, what we're going to do with his contract and all of these things. I get it. I get all of those things. But we also, next year is a whole nother offseason. We have money to spend again, another draft to come. To me, what needs to be fixed right now is both lines. Uh, we've got to protect Justin Fields, and we've got to get to the, the other quarterbacks. Once those things happen, number one, the help up front for the defensive line is going to make our secondary look even better because the secondary was atrocious last year. I mean, the secondary, the line was atrocious last year, which made the secondary maybe not look as good, but they really were not bad as a whole. Uh, they started, you know, Eddie got hurt later, Jalen got hurt later, and we started seeing those things kind of catch up to them. But when they were healthy and they were all out there on the field together after those first, you know, four or five weeks when Kyler really started catching up and grasping onto certain concepts, it they looked good, and it was not on them whatsoever uh, what the the outcomes to games. But anyways, these are a couple of names that you could uh, potentially see in maybe second, third, fourth rounds, and hopefully, um, even if it's not these names, positional value of maybe some some of these types of players can something could be something that you want to keep an eye out for the bears. But anyways, uh, thanks again. I have one more episode for you coming out on Wednesday. It's one that everybody have, has been asking me about because obviously that center position is one that a lot of people want to address, but they don't technically want to address it in the first round. So we are going to talk about one of my favorite centers that we could potentially get later. Uh, anyways, this is another episode of making monsters. I'm Taylor doll and I'll catch you guys later. Yeah. <laughs>